Praise the Lord. I saw someone a minute ago. They said, I heard you were preaching today. I really enjoy your preaching. I said, well, talk to me after the service. <laughs> you may feel differently. Uh, no, this, this is going to be a good word. I, I'm really thankful for this, uh, this privilege today. Um, I have the honor of preaching and talking about honor. And, and, and I want to tell you up front, first I want to acknowledge something that uh, Pastor Phyllis said. Uh, those guys over in Africa, you know, you, you really don't know the sacrifice. You know, I think Pastor does a really good job at telling the glory, but not the story. So, so understand, when, 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 and, and I would be over there normally, um, and I, got, I said to the pastor, I said, yeah, you guys would meet with the president of Uganda the one time I don't go, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but you really don't see, um, how can I put this? If you're sitting on a plane flying for over 20 hours, that's not fun. <laughs> if you get to a destination that's, you know, on the other side of the planet and your luggage doesn't show up, that's not fun, you know. When you have no undergarments to change into for two days, that's not fun, and you're not fun to be around, and you get a little isolated, and it happened to me once. Uh, for about three days, no one spoke to me. <laughs> but I just want you to understand the sacrifice this is going to tie into what I'm talking about. And I also want you to know something. Pastor did not ask me to preach today. Uh, Pastor Phyllis has no idea what I'm going to preach on. And I really enjoyed what she said about the tithing and the giving. Um, Pastor did not ask this. I kind of just threw myself in there, you know. And if you know me, I do that a lot. And then at the last minute, I'm going, okay, God, now I need your help. So... Uh, I want to talk about honor, and uh, just and I know we know what honor means, but I looked up a couple definitions, and honor refers to high respect. Honor refers to recognition, uh, to regard with great respect, to admire, to look up to. And I believe everyone in here honors the Lord, amen? amen. I believe everyone honors the word, amen? But today I want to take it another step. I want to honor my pastor today. Is that okay? Everybody okay with that? I mean, we're talking about a man who spends time away from his lovely wife. And I want to honor her as well today because she's my pastor as well. Everybody okay with that? So when you hear me speak, you know, I may say pastor, but I'm referring to both of them. We okay with that? Um, I, I get a chance to witness other ministries. And let me tell you something. Well, let me say this first. Everybody knows I love you. <laughs> Everybody knows that or... 
willing to go along with that today? <laughs> okay. Thank you, I needed that. <laughs> when you're used to the finer things, sometimes you might take stuff for granted. When you're used to integrity, when you're used to standards, godly standards, sometimes you might take things for granted. I just want to tell you something. What we have here, and this is not something biased, this is just the truth. What we have here is not something that everybody else has. And I'm, a, I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> our pastors are key. They, they are key ingredients in that. You, you do understand there are leadership that don't walk in integrity. You do understand that, right? I mean, I know here, you know, and, and listen, I'm not joking. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Here, we don't see that. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, they're, they're perfect, although... Pastor would have me to tell you he's just one step below that, you know, and, and I don't mind saying that, you know, but, but, but in all seriousness, you know, there is a world out there that has churches where the leadership does not walk in honor, they don't walk in integrity, and they don't walk according to the word of God, and they justify it. There's a big church now. I'll follow pastor's lead. I won't say the church, because I don't mind saying it, but I watch pastor and he doesn't do that, so I, I'm, I'm going to follow in his steps. There's a church in my hometown, Chicago, <laughs> where the entire leadership stepped down. That would be like Pastor Dosek, Pastor Phyllis, Nicole, Eric, Everybody in the back office, Brother Ed, I mean, just everybody saying, we're, we, we quit. This literally happened earlier this year at a church. And this is a mega church. I mean, you know, 20,000 members. I'm just telling you what we have here is unique. Let me, let me just go into scripture, okay? I'll keep going. I, I want the New Living Translation for just a moment. And listen, I'm a King James man. I know Pastor is too, but just want to show something. 1 Timothy 5, verses 17 and 18. Now, we're talking about honor. We're going to honor our pastors today. <clears throat> it says, elders who do their work well. Anybody believe Pastor Dosek and Pastor Phyllis do their work well? We're all in, okay, 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 all right. Elders that do their work well should be respected. I see some only believe Dayton members. I'm gonna need you to go get that car started. Have it ready. Should be respected and paid well especially those who work hard at both preaching and teaching. Do you happen to know anybody that fits that description? 
Okay, so it's not just me then. Okay, why would I bring this up? Well, have we done our best? Just keep that in mind for a moment. Let's go to another scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, and 13. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12, and 13. Okay, dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. 13, show them great respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You get it, okay. And wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. I want to talk to you today about honoring the man and the woman of God over this house. And this is according to the word of God. So let me tell you up front, if you have a problem with anything that I say, it's not you having a problem with what I say, you have a problem with the word of God. Let me give you one more scripture. Hebrews 13, 17, and I want this in the New Living Translation as well. Say, why New Living? Because I just want it out there. I want it plain. I don't want any confusion. It says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do so with great joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be to your benefit. You may not uh, agree with everything that is said from this pulpit. And you know what? That's okay. I have had pastor tell me on a number of occasions, he says, Rick, now if you disagree with me, I want you to come to me. I want you to show me your point of view. You show me scripture as to why you believe what you believe, and let's talk it out. Let me tell you something. You can't get that everywhere. I have been a part of ministries that if you question anything that's said from the pulpit, you cruising for a bruising. I'm just telling you, we belong to a church where God is first. We belong to a church where the word is preached. It's not added to, it's not taken away, it's not compromised. You need to understand something. That's the church that you belong to today. And because of that, your feet will get stepped on from time to time. That's just a part of the process. You you should be okay with that. It's like going to Chick-fil-A, expect a long line. Yeah, it's just a part of the process. Anybody that goes to Chick-fil-A just expect, okay, we're going to be in the line for a while. You know, let me get on Facebook for a minute. Let me text. Let me return. That's just a part of the process. Well, being here, you will be challenged from time to time. And if you know anything about the word of God, you should welcome that. There should be something wrong. Something should click in your mind if you're never challenged from this pulpit. Because let me tell you something. You ain't got it all together. You you don't, you know. Now, I used to think that I did until my wife let me know otherwise. 
she was right, not for the right reason. She just wanted to tell me, you know, but she was right nevertheless. But what I'm here to say is that should not deter you from being here. That should not deter you from being a blessing to the man and woman of God. Can we say amen to that? That should be attractive to you. That should be causing you to bring other people here. I'm just telling you, I'm to the point now, I come across ministries where uh, pastors are sleeping around. They have a girlfriend in one row and a girlfriend in another row and a boyfriend in the back. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I, 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 am, I know of ministries where the pastor has been pulled over multiple times for driving intoxicated and the woman that was in the car with him was not his wife. I'm not making this up. So to come here, this, this is one of the reasons why we drive 55, almost 60 miles one way to come to church here. Because see, we want the truth. We want the truth, and I'm going to tell you like this, we're willing to pay for it. We're willing to pay tithe. We're willing to sow seed. We're willing to pay extra gas money. We're willing to put a blessing in the man and woman of God's hand. We're willing to do it. It's worth it. That's, 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 a, I, that's a small piece of the equation. Money, I mean, come on. You know, and, I, and listen, I'm not getting into how much you make or how much you don't make. I'm just saying, you know, honor is due in the house of the Lord. And honor is due to the man or woman of God because they are following God and they are watching after our souls and they are sacrificing for it. <laughs> Paul even went as far as to say this. In uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 9, somewhere around 10, 11, 12, 13, it, he, he goes, if you support other ministries, then we definitely should be supported by you because we're the ones that feed you. Do you understand that? And a lot of us do. A lot of us give to other ministries, and I'm not saying anything bad about that. But if you're willing to sow extra into other ministries, then you definitely should be willing to sow extra into this one. We can switch to King James now. I know when pastor sees this, he's going to go, oh, my gosh. what this? <laughs> so King James, why, why, why would we honor the man or woman of God? Luke 9.23. Very common scripture. I know you guys know it. Luke 9.23. It says, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I really, I, I watch. I don't, I kind of observe people and I, I don't know, I'm just weird like that. But I started looking at Pastor Dosek's daily rituals. <laughs> And 
I said, well, I want to be a part of that. And he said, okay, well, this is what you got to do. I said, well, you know I live like an hour away. He's like, so what? You know, you either want to be a part of this or not. I even tried to say, well, pastor, can I do the same thing at my church in Dayton? He said, and I just knew he was going to say, yeah, Rick, you know, that makes good sense. No. You come here. He says, now, when you get your own building, then, you know, we'll talk. I said, okay, pastor. But I look at a team, a couple, that sacrifices. You know, pastors here at 5.30 in the morning, you know, and, you know, prayed and read. And I, I just thought that was weird, you know. Pray. Are we praying together? No. He's like, you go pray, and I'm going to go pray, you know. Okay. And then we read. Do we read together? No. Just read whatever you want, you know. And I'm going, what, what, what is this about? And he's showing me. This is how you build a foundation in your life. This is how you build a foundation in your family's life. This is how you build a foundation even for your church. See, I begin to understand that, you know what, my life is just not mine to live any old kind of way I want to. See, he, he took, I thought I was doing pretty good, you know, until I saw this man up at 5.30 in the morning on a daily basis. I thought I was doing pretty good until I would call him, and when he would finally call me back, I'm like, why are you just now calling me back? He says, Rick, I'm in another country. And I'm like, oh, um, my bad. You know, <laughs> I didn't know. Or Rick, I'm in another state, or I was preaching. And I said, well, wait a minute. So you mean on the days that you're not here at 5 in the morning, you are off somewhere at somebody else's church preaching? Why are you doing that? He says, well, I got to be back on Sunday. And I'm like, that's that important to you? He goes, yes, that's my congregation. That's my flock. So I'm going, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're either up five in the morning and praying and reading and praying and reading and praying and reading and praying and reading and praying and reading. You're counseling folks, because I know when I try to get my counseling sessions in, I got to, you know, call Lori because he's so booked. So you're, after those praying and reading and praying and reading, you're counseling with people, uh, you and Pastor Phyllis both. Uh, and if you're not doing that, then you're in another town, in another zip code, in another country. All that so you can be back on Sunday. Let me tell you something. Not many people are doing that. Not many people care enough about the word, the gospel, the flock to do that. There's not a lot of wives that will join with their husband in that kind of endeavor. I'm just telling you. Yeah, you can clap for that. The Bible says this in Jeremiah 3.15. Again, I'm talking about honor and why we honor. Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. How many people know when God gives you something, it's a gift? Okay, so somebody just say, they are a gift. Yeah, they are. They are. They are a gift 
from God. And my question is, how do you treat a gift from God? How do you treat a gift from God? If God himself came down and presented you with a gift, how would you treat it? You would treat it special. Okay. You would, what if you had to go out of your way? Would that be an issue for you? That wouldn't be an issue for, me, for you because it's a gift from God. Okay, okay. Special, go out. What if you had to sacrifice, though? I mean, what if, what if time, energy, money, I mean, that, that wouldn't be a problem for you because it's a gift from God. Anybody else believe like him? Anybody? Okay, okay, okay. So our pastors are something that's given to us from the Lord, and they are gifts from God. So for some of you, it's just been a thing of, you know, I never really thought about it like that, and I get that. For some of you, there may be some bitterness from something else, church hurt, maybe being let down. But I want you to know that in this house, you can let all that go. You can start afresh. Let me tell you something. I told pastor a long time ago, I said, I will follow you as long as you're following the word of God. And I'm going to tell you, I told him that 16 years ago. And for 16 years, you know, he's been following the word of God. So we ought to treat him special. We ought to treat him and Pastor Phyllis special. Now, I'm up here talking about honor. And I'm just going to tell you, we need to bless them. Now, in my day, we would call it hip pulling. Hip pulling. Hip pulling. You get that now? Yeah, yeah. That's what we would call it in my day. Now, I'm just going to tell you, we need to do some hip pulling. I'm going to have most of you say a word, say this, because you've never said it before. Say, I need to hip pull. Yeah, yeah. You need two hip pulls. I heard that. You say, well, why would you talk about that? Why would you say that? Well, let me ask you this question. If I was up here to bring honor to you, how would you want to be honored? I mean, come on now. Uh, listen, listen. I'm not trying to be rude or anything like that. But, you know, we do such a, we do such a good job at honoring so many others. Uh, listen, let, let, today is Sunday. I don't, let, when football comes on, I wonder how many homes if I went to, you'd have your favorite football player or team's jersey on. You have your favorite team's hat on. When basketball season starts, for the remaining LeBron James fans, you know, I, I, I wonder how many of you will have Cleveland on or the Lakers on or maybe both. I don't know. But what I'm saying is we don't mind showing honor or respect or privilege to things that we like and enjoy. 
We don't mind hip pulling for those things. But for some reason, the church, when it comes to pastors, all of a sudden, well, now, come on now. Come on now. You know, they're, they're being paid by the church. Let me tell you something. Going over to Africa ain't cheap. And you don't go over there to make money. I'm just telling, nobody's over there, you know. They're, they're not going, Pastor Dosek, you know, and, and all your staff, we, we, we love you guys so much. You know, here's money. No, they're going, Pastor Dosek and all your staff, give us money. That's just the truth. And let me tell you what your pastor does. He reaches deep. And it's contagious. I was over there one time and spent everything that I had. And I took extra. It's contagious. You get around this man and all he does is give. I've never seen anything like it. To now, I, 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 I push to, to get to that level. I give when it hurts. And let me tell you something. I've seen the blessing on the man and woman of God. So guess what? I enjoy giving to them. My God, I mean, I, I, I won't even get into it, but anytime I can, you know, I'm shaking pastor's hand. I got something in it, you know, because I, I, I see the anointing. I see the integrity and I see the sacrifice. I, let, let, me, let me just stop talking. Let me give you some scripture because I can go on talking about them. Um, First Kings. 17, verse 9. See, I, I believe a lot of people in here like to sow seed. The problem is we don't include the pastors when we think about doing that. See, a lot of us, we think sowing seed is just to the poor. I have a friend here in this church, you know, and he said to me one time, he said, you know, when you have a prestigious job or position, people don't ever think to sow into you. And you know what? That's true. You know, so, so, so sowing and into someone and blessing people, you know, it's not about an income thing. You know, we, we don't have these fact checkers now. Jim and Peggy, how much you make? Oh, you make too much for me to sow into. Uh, uh, you know, no, that, that, that's not how it works. See, it's a heart thing. It's a spirit-led thing. And see, if I don't know that, sometimes God can be tugging on my heart to be a blessing to somebody. But see, I'll look at that nice, pretty car that they drive, you know, through the parking lot, and I go, mm, nah, I must have heard God wrong. Listen, it's bigger than that. Look at your neighbor and say, it's bigger than that. Listen, 1 Kings 17, 9. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. Somebody say sustain thee. So here's what's going on. The man of God was told by God, I want you to go here, and there's going to be a widow woman to sustain you. See, what we don't understand a lot of times, the connection between us and leadership is twofold. See, a lot of times we come to church and we just want to get. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Lay hands on me. Help us with bills. Help us with our marriage. Help us with our kids. And you are welcome to do that. But don't think that's the only transaction that takes place. See, you are here, too, to also be a blessing for them. Can we say amen to that? Amen. 
And see, for some of us, we don't even see that, that it was a God-ordained thing for you to be here, not just so you could be blessed, but so you could also be a blessing to the house of the Lord. <clears throat> if we go on, verse 10 says, So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. I guess I probably should have told those guys I was going to keep reading. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. Boy, the audacity on that man. I know you're struggling, and I know things are hard for you right now, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to give to me first, and then to yourself. Boy, that sounds harsh. It's not harsh at all. See, what this man of God is doing and what happens here when we bless leadership, we're setting ourselves up to reap what we saw. We're setting ourselves, see, 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 listen, let's push that old mindset away. We're new creatures, all things are new. Our mind is being renewed, and now the Word of God is revealing things to us. You know, you really should consider others above yourself. That's, that's Word, right? You've heard that scripture before, okay. So here's what the man of God is doing. He's saying, take a step of faith, even in your hardship. Why? Because that makes it faith. If it wasn't hard, then you wouldn't need faith. And the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So understand, some of you may be saying, well, you know, okay, you're talking about blessing Pastor and, and Pastor Phyllis, but I, I'm going through right now. Okay, well, this is for you. This is for you. We oftentimes can miss an opportunity for blessing to come into our life because the Holy Spirit will put on you, hey, Bless them. Bless them. Nah, that doesn't make sense. They're doing pretty good. You know, they, they, they get paid by the church. It's interesting. If the CEO of the company that you work for is profitable, you don't mind him getting a bonus or her getting a bonus. But when the man and woman of God are profitable in the spirit, nobody wants to respond to that. Nobody wants to honor that. Listen, we need to stop and think for a minute. We need to stop and think. 
Let's go on. Verse 14. For thus saith the Lord of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat, somebody say many days. How many people want to eat many days? Okay, okay. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. At your most desperate time, you need a man, a woman, a God, a leader, a pastor. You need that. So there can be a conduit between you and the Lord. See, you don't understand the price that is paid. See, again, you see the glory, but you don't know the story. You don't know about the times that sickness has occurred on some of these trips. You don't know about just some hostile situations, I'll put it that way. You don't know about that. You don't know about how many times we were going to board a plane, and all of a sudden, we couldn't board that plane and come to find out there was a mechanical misfunction. That's happened more times than I can keep track of. See, you don't know how many times the sacrifice was made. But we sit on these comfortable chairs. We come to a well-lit, nice-temperatured place. And we just think, this stuff is easy. I'm here to tell you, there is a sacrifice greater than what you know. And you should feel honored to be a blessing to the man and woman of God in this house. Let me, let me show you another one. <clears throat> Second Kings chapter 4. I, I, I know you guys... I know you know this story. Uh, this is uh, about the woman that built uh, a home or added a room for the man of God. She added a room. Do you get that? Look at Second uh, Kings 4. Let's look at verse 9. She said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. Let us set for him there a bed, a table, and a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be, when he cometh to us, that he shall turn in thither. Do you understand what this woman was doing? She recognized this man as a man of God, and she said, we need to find a way to bless him. Now, I'm saying hip pool. This woman went and built a room onto her house. I don't know, Pastor Phyllis, you, might, you guys may have some guest rooms built here uh, uh, by next year. I don't know. But what I'm saying is this woman understood this is the man of God, we need to do whatever we can to be a blessing to him. Look at what happened. <clears throat> Let's go to verse 13. 
And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is it, what is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among, among my own people, meaning I'm, I'm cool, I'm fine. I, we got money, we're we doing well, you know, we're fine. And he said, then, is to be done for her? What, what is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily she have no child, and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door, and he said, about this season, according to the time of life, Thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bared a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. Understand this, the man of God can have faith for something to happen in your life that you don't have faith for. And I know for a fact and myself is included. There have been times that Pastor Dosek or Pastor Phyllis have faith for something for me that I didn't even have faith for. And I know I'm not the only one. And in case you don't know the rest of the story, just for any interest of time, the son died. But guess what? The man of God was able to pray and that son come back to life. Let me tell you something. The man of God can even bring to life through the power of God that thing that you have been believing for, but it's died. You may have goals and dreams. You may have accomplishments that you've wanted to achieve that maybe that thing has just died. But let me tell you something. Connect with the man and the woman of God in this house and you will see life come into a dead situation. Can we say amen to that? We have shepherds. Did you know that shepherds that tend to sheep work, they're on call 24-7? Did you know that? I'm from Chicago, not too many sheep, you know in the hood, you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know that shepherds are on call 24-7. That sound like anybody you know? I know a couple of people in this church, let it be serious, you know. They'll respond or they'll have somebody else respond, you know, to that situation. I said, wow, okay. You know, so I started looking up other things about shepherds. And I didn't realize that shepherds actually guide the sheep along the way, but they, they guide them also to steer clear of poisonous plants. Meaning they don't want them eating things that's going to be dangerous to their health. I don't know how many times Pastor Dosek has been up here guiding us as to what's good and what's not good according to the word of the Lord. I don't know how many times pastor has been bold enough to address issues, 
things that other people are saying, regardless of how popular or whatever they are, and he's used the word of God to say, that's dangerous. Don't take that in. See, you know you are what you eat. So, so if we're out here consuming just any old thing that somebody's preaching or teaching or is just coming across your TV or your radio, guess what? You are subject to food poisoning. But we have pastors that say, no, 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 no. Don't take that in. Let me show you word to show you that's not healthy for you. You don't know how many times you have avoided taking in something that would have been detrimental to you and to your household. You don't know how many times that you have avoided taking in something that, have been that may have been detrimental to your finances. Because we have shepherds that go before us. Don't mind being on call 24 hours. Don't mind telling you that is not good for you to take in. I don't care how pretty it is, how good it smells, how wonderful it looks. It doesn't matter. That is not good for you. That's the kind of leadership we have in this house today. And I'm here to tell you, a lot of places don't have that. I was going to make a joke about Mark Fissel, but he's not in here. I also read where shepherds use guard dogs going to call Mark a guard, a guard dog, but uh, <laughs> shepherds also tend to the lambs in their sicknesses. Shepherds have to be educated on how to help with bruising and injuries that occur along the way. Has Pastor or Pastor Phyllis ever helped you with bruising that's occurred along the way, along your walk? Has that ever happened? Shepherds even also help monitor the birthing process. Have any of you ever been on the verge of birthing something and Pastor, Pastor Phyllis gave you a word that you needed? gave you something to help you through that birthing process, whether it was birthing a business, a ministry, whatever it was, but you had wise counsel to go to. I have had pastors And I asked my family if it was okay if I shared this, and they gave me the okay. Yeah, go for it. Do you know I had a pastor? Not here, obviously. I wouldn't be up here saying these things. <laughs> that approached my mom and wanted to court her, and I'm being very cautious with my words but not in the right manner. And you get that? Yeah, he wanted to hop in the sack with my mom. Do you know at that moment, you know, it ain't about preaching anymore. You, you get that right. You get that right, you know. It, 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 you know. Good thing this mic is on my tie, boy. <laughs> Hold on, let me pray a minute. 
bring it all back. Do you know I've had leadership that when I was dating my wife, we weren't married, but they tried to approach my, my future wife. This is my pastor. I tell you, I think sometimes when you're so used to good things, you can take them for granted. I pray that none of these things ever happen to you. Do you know when I first came into ministry or accepted my calling or however they term it, I don't know. I just knew God was doing something with me. I had a group of pastors say, hey, we're going to this convention and we want you to come with us. And I'm like, me, really, me? Yeah, man, you know, we see God's got something, you know, he's doing with you. I'm like, man, fantastic. So then they come to me and say, well, you know, we're gonna go down a little early. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, maybe get there a little early so they're not just jumping right on in, have a little time to relax, you know. And then they say, and we're gonna stay at a different hotel. Oh, okay, you know, maybe they don't want, you know, folks knocking on their door all the time. You know, will you pray for me? Can I, can I talk to you? I mean, because, you know, that, I mean, you got to rest at some point. And then they said, um, and if you want to take your girlfriend, because I wasn't married at that time, if you want to take your girlfriend, that's okay. And so I said, um, did you just give me permission to fornicate? Oh, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. Uh, yes, 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 it is. Because I don't know what you, I mean, I mean, come on, I'm a young man, I'm trying to live right, and you are telling me to take a girl that I like and go to a hotel, and we just gonna sit in the room and watch TV? No, man, that ain't, it ain't going down like that. I mean, I'm just telling you, you know. Ah, mm-mm, no. But I'm telling you, that's the kind of leadership that's out there. That's the kind of leadership that's out there. Listen, we need to honor the leadership in this house. And I'm just going to tell you, very few people in here have done their very best. And I'm, I mean, I'm looking at me too. I need to do some hip pulling. No, I just ghetto fired you a little bit, you know. <laughs> we can do better. Churches that are made up, and I'm coming to a fast close. Churches that are made up of predominantly black people, and churches that are made up of predominantly white people, I see two extremes that both cultures go to. I go to churches that are predominantly black, and let me tell you, they give, they give, they give, they give. Pastor can have three girlfriends stealing money from the church, and they still give. And I don't understand that. I really don't. I disagree with that. But then I go to churches that are predominantly white, and 
Is that car running? <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> and I've talked with folks, I, I, some people that I'm close to, and we've, we've talked and we've talked about cultural differences and things like that. But what I'm saying is, here, this is a mature congregation. Mature spiritually. You can't sit under this kind of teaching for an extended period of time and still be a babe in Christ. You just can't. I mean, you're just going to grow up just because it's the natural thing to do. There's so much mature and rightly divided word that comes from this pulpit. So it's time that we act like mature Christians. Yeah. Nobody needs to tell me to bless Pastor Dosek. Nobody needs to encourage me to do that. And see, I purposely asked if I could do this because I said, well, I know you won't do it. He's just not that kind of guy. But see, I've had the pleasure of traveling with him from time to time, being a little closer to him, and I see the sacrifice. And I sit up there and I got mad. I got an attitude. Because I said, if I can see churches who are not living according to the holy standard of the word of God and they bless their leadership, then my God, what's wrong with my church? And I'm just going to tell you up front, if you have a problem with anything I'm saying, you have a problem with the word. Because the word says that we should bless them. And listen, nobody should need to come and tell you now, this is me, so pastor ain't got, you know, he ain't got nothing to do with this. Pastor Phyllis ain't got nothing to do with this. So let their approval rating stay high. Mine can be sacrificed. I don't care. Well, let me, I, I mean, I care, but <laughs> we just need to do better. Is there anybody in this house willing to do better or go further than they've gone before when it comes to blessing and giving to our leadership. Anybody? <clears throat> then we're going to start doing that. We didn't plan this. Somebody said, well, you know, this is Pastor Appreciation Month. Really? <laughs> didn't plan that. So you're going to have opportunities to bless them. And let me tell you something. You should. I prayed about this. I said, God, this is not going to be a fun, laughing, exciting message. He said, it's not meant to be that way. He said, but they'll, they, they'll accept it. They'll rise up to the challenge. He told me, he said, uh, most folks won't be offended by that. Most folks won't. Most folks are going to see it as, you know what, I never really thought about that. I never really looked at that as a major, you know, something I just need to put on my priority list. I didn't realize how much money and time the pastor sacrificed. I'm talking about sacrificing incomes, you know. I'm talking about giving till it, didn't, it doesn't make any sense. I didn't realize that, you know, I just thought, hey, you know, they're fine. And I'm not suggesting that they're, you know, in some, you know, financial crisis or anything like that. 
But what I am saying, it shouldn't take that in order for us to bless and sow into them. You understand that? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray. I know this is new member Sunday. Yeah. I'm going to pray and probably not the best message for a new member Sunday, you know. My bad, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead and join anyway. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of good choices out there. I'm going to pray. I'm turning the service back over. Once I'm done praying to Pastor Phyllis, and she's going to, hopefully there's some new members that come. <laughs> but listen. Let's just, you know, regardless of your background, regardless of your hurt, regardless of whatever issues, even regardless of what you may have thought about this subject before I presented it, let's just be a blessing to the man and woman of God. Oh, we got a bucket. Praise God. Okay, friend. All right. Well, I'll stick that bucket right here. Let me... Let me be the first. Let me see what I got up in here. Let me see. Got a cup of 20. Yeah, hip pool. Yeah, got a cup of 20s up in here. Let's see. That's about 100, I guess. I don't know. And don't think, oh, well, that's easy for him. <laughs> I got four kids, one in college, one that just got here, uh, and a couple in the middle and a wife that likes to look good. <laughs> Let's be givers. Amen. Let's honor the man and woman of God. Let's honor the gift that God has given us. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I just thank you for this word. It was an on-time word. It was something that you desired to talk to your people about. Now, Father, I ask, Lord, that you touch hearts and touch minds. God, let's just be a people that just go beyond ourselves. Let's use faith to go beyond ourselves to be a blessing to the man and woman of God. They've sacrificed. They are worthy of double for their trouble. They are worthy, Father, because you've done a work in them. And God, I just pray over them right now that you give them their heart's desire. God, that you just bless them richly, Father. Bless them in ways they've never been blessed before. God, I thank you that there is no limit to what they can desire. There's no limit to what you'll do for them. And God, I thank you for some things that they have been believing for in the past that have not happened yet. I speak a resurgence to those things, a renewing to those things that they will come to pass in this season, Lord. Now, Father, I just pray for all those who are out here and all those that are listening that a spirit of just love humility and honor just come upon us that we will bless the man and woman of God and I thank you for the harvest that will come for those who are willing to be a blessing to our leadership in Jesus